Welcome to the Leadership Network Podcast. Leadership Network is a community of multipliers who gather to collaborate, innovate, and pursue what God has next for His church. Our mission is to champion healthy growth that is capable of reproducing. Thank you for joining this conversation, and here's today's episode. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to this episode. My name is John West, and I serve as the director of Innovation Next and also lead a ministry called Groundswell that coaches and trains pastors and leaders to mobilize more disciple makers and pioneer leaders. And these two roles give me kind of a front row seat when it comes to innovation. I'm really excited today to share a few things that are trending in the area of ministry and innovation when it comes to the future church. And so I am really looking forward to talking about why innovation is so vital, uh, especially now. So we're going to have a good time together. Um, And I just want to start by saying that, you know, innovation, uh, it comes from the Latin word novus or new. And I, you know, did a little Googling, looked up on Webster's Dictionary and basically says innovation simply means to introduce something new. And I know for a lot of people in our churches and ministries, innovation can sometimes seem like a dirty word. <laughs> but if innovation is to introduce something new, then God is an incredibly innovative God. I mean, not only because he created the heavens and the earth and, you know, spoke and innovated the entire universe into existence. But also because in Revelation 21, 5, you know, we read him say, behold, I am making all things new. So that's that's innovation. All things. God has plans to radically reshape everything, you know, starting with men and women. You know, it's the second Corinthians five. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. He is innovating even the human heart. And so we need to embrace innovation. We need to learn about innovation. And and again, there are always those who are going to resist anything new. Um, I remember back in the day, back when I was in high school, I used to watch this classic uh, Saturday Night Live sketch with uh, Dana Carvey. He'd play this character, you know, the grumpy old man, and he'd whine and complain, and then he'd always say something like, uh, you know, back in my day, we used to walk 30 miles to school uphill both ways. And then he'd always end like, and that's the way it was, and we liked it. <laughs> and you probably met that character in your ministry or in your church. I had quite a few grumpy old men in our church plants. They would push back on anything that was innovative, anything we were doing. Um, but innovation is so necessary. And I, I would say there's two primary reasons. I want to take the first uh, few minutes of this podcast to kind of lay out the case for innovation. And if you've already bought on, bought in and you say, oh, I'm already, I believe in innovation. I want to innovate in my ministry. Well, we'll take this and maybe not only just for you to hear, but also uh, to have something to take back to those who need to embrace innovation. You know, this could be the challenging board member. It could be the questioning staff pastor. It could be the key lay leader. Uh, but take kind of this next section as uh, some fuel that you can share with others in your church when it comes to the importance of innovation. 
Well, there's really two reasons we need to innovate. I would say the first reason for innovation is to better steward what God is already doing. What God is already doing. And one of my favorite verses in scriptures, Isaiah 43, 19, uh, where the Lord declares, he says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers and the desert. It's happening. God is doing a new thing. Kind of reminds me of an old uh, DC Talk album I used to listen to. Uh, back in the day. I also find it ironic I've already used two illustrations from the late 80s while talking about innovation. So, hey, for you Gen Xers out there, that was for you. But maybe we'll get innovative with our um, illustrations in the future of this podcast. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we need innovation to steward what God is already doing. And In this case, this first reason, if we don't innovate with where the Spirit's moving, we will miss out potentially on everything He wants to do. And I've got a great example of this. Uh, Earlier this year in February of 2023, I made the pilgrimage to Wilmore, Kentucky and Asbury University to kind of experience this new thing God was doing on campus. Obviously, everyone's heard of the Asbury Revival, all that God did over those few weeks. Um, but when I attended the event and, and I saw thousands of students, you know, lingering in the chapel for worship, prayer, healing, um, all of that, what struck me was not only the presence of God, but I was impressed at how the faculty, the staff, the administrators, the ministry leaders, they all were working to innovate, to contain what God was doing. And they had countless decisions to make. But what they were doing in the process of God already moving is they were trying to create these new wineskins that would contain the new wine of what Jesus was doing. And you know the story. It's in Luke chapter 5, talking about wine and wineskins. And, and the backdrop is Jesus. He's recently, you know, called Matthew to follow him as one of his disciples. Matthew decides to invite a bunch of friends uh, over to, to hang out. He has Jesus over, and they're enjoying themselves at this party. And pretty soon, some religious leaders come along, and they're frustrated with Jesus. These are the same people in your churches and your ministries that get frustrated with anything innovative, anything new. They want it the way it used to be. They're the grumpy old man, so to speak, uh, from the, the illustration. And they say, why, Jesus, aren't you following the rules and regulations of the law? Why are you hanging out with sinners? And Jesus gives this classic line, right? It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repent. And then he says this. He says, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. Now, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. That is the first reason we need innovation, is to contain the new wine. 
when that chemical reaction, you know, from fermenting grapes creates that gas and it expands, right? And it turns the juice into wine when that expands. If you try to pour that stuff into dry and hardened containers, the way you've always done it before, the thing that contained that move of God before, the gas will actually burst the stiff containers, And not only will the wineskins break, but even more importantly, the wine will actually run out. And this has everything to do with the church, with ministry, with structure, with containers. And so I wonder then with this first area of innovation, you know, where is God moving in an area of your life or your ministry? Where is God doing something new? And then ask the innovation question, Lord, What do I need to do to contain all that you're already doing? Where is the innovative spirit of God moving, sparking something new? Where are you seeing fruit? How do you hold on to that through innovation? How do you not miss it? Um, God is a God, Romans 6, 4, that promises new life. 2 Corinthians 5, a new creation. And I look back at my ministry over the years, and I I see times I missed it. I missed a God-ordained opportunity to innovate, to keep up with what he was doing. And so that's reason number one, to innovate in order to steward what God is already doing. But the second reason to innovate is to sort of deal with an area where things are not working. <laughs> so the first area is when they are working. The second reason is to help solve local and global problems and challenges that are facing the church and culture where it's not working. And this is often how we think about innovation. You know, it's fundamental to solving the problems of the world. The wheel, the compass, the printing press, light bulb, penicillin, you know, automobile, internet, Smartphone, these are all breakthrough innovations that radically reshape society and solve some of our greatest problems. And Christians over the centuries have leveraged new types of technology to help solve these kind of problems. Uh, The Romans Road solved access to the gospel. Uh, The Gutenberg Press helped solve the distribution of scripture. Electricity helped shape church buildings and when and how people gather. Uh, I recently read this quote by a guy, Lauren Cunningham, founder of Youth with a Mission, and he was talking about the innovation and invention of the airplane, and it's his perspective is really unique. He said, uh, and I quote, airplanes were invented for missionaries to complete the Great Commission. I love that. That was his perspective on new technologies and how the church could leverage that to address some of the problems of the Great Commission and access to the gospel. So I think about this second reason for innovation, and I think about things like AI and you know cryptocurrency and <clears throat> innovations in transportation and business, technology, industry, and all of the things that are happening in our world today. And I wonder, how can the church leverage that to accelerate the Great Commission. And so innovation is required for solving problems. Uh, Things like multi-site, campusing, 
uh, the creation, however many years ago, of an executive pastor, right? Digital ministry. All of these innovations came out of problem solving. And to quote uh, Peter Drucker, the kind of influential business consultant, he said, you have to innovate or you die. And I think if you were to look at the uh, sad result of many churches on the backside of their life cycle, you would realize these are churches and ministries that failed to innovate. And when we fail to innovate to address the problems, then churches become empty, ministries become ineffective. So the second reason for innovation, we have to ask the question, so where are there problems in our world today? Where are there challenges facing your church or ministry? And how can you innovate to solve them? And we all know this, right? We, our culture is changing. And many are now calling and describing North America kind of after the collapse of Christendom, post-Christian, maybe even anti-Christian in many ways. And the challenges are magnified right now, you know, kind of post-COVID-19 with social media, the digital revolution, shifting demographics, immigration, um, all these things are showing us that the solutions of the past are no longer working the way they once did. Old ministry models aren't bearing the same fruit. New technologies are reshaping society. So what I like to say is that the harvest remains ripe, but the harvesting methods must change. And so to summarize, then, the first reason we really need to innovate is to lean into what God is already doing and what is already working. And the second reason we need to innovate is to address what is not working and where we're running into roadblocks that we need to push through. So how can we address this need for innovation and the future church? Here at Leadership Network, we take this innovation challenge very seriously. And uh, in 2020, uh, the Future Church Gathering was born. And this was an initiative designed kind of as a way to help provide some small capital grants in exchange for a front row seat with some of the most innovative projects that are helping to shape the future of the church. These are the, the kinds of projects we believe historians uh, will one day conclude were critical to the success of the post-COVID church in the U.S. And I want to just take a few moments to share with you how this process works, because we want to partner with you to help foster and inspire innovation uh, in each of your ministries. Uh, so just let me take a few minutes and, and kind of share how this process works. Well, the process began with kind of a group of venture partners that were willing to invest uh, financially in new and innovative ministries. And many of these venture partners uh, now are local churches, uh, but we also have denominations, we have mission agencies, networks, districts, uh, even private donors that support this work. By the way, I would say this to all of you who are listening, every year we are adding to the list of venture partners. If you want more information on how to be a venture partner with Leadership Network and Next Ventures, I would encourage you to please reach out. Uh, it is just an incredible group of people and get kind of a front row seat on everything God's doing around North America and in innovation. So definitely check this out. But with our venture partners in place, 
we then um, have an application process and a referral process for anything that's innovative. It's got to be practical, got to be actionable, uh, something that's actually working on the ground. This isn't like an academic solution or some philosophical idea, you know, <laughs> how to colonize the moon or something like that. Um, it's got to be something that's working. And since 2020, we have had hundreds and hundreds of applicants, innovative applicants that have wanted to apply to this, and just over 50 of them have been selected. And we invite those selected every year. We typically will have, you know, somewhere between 12 to 15, maybe up to 20 uh, ministries that are invited to an annual event. And every year they have an opportunity to present what they're working on and then have the opportunity to receive various amounts of grant money from our venture partners. So really cool idea, really great concept. And we have seen just some great fruit, fruit from it. Uh, originally in 2020, we dubbed this annual event as kind of a shark tank. And so it was kind of creating pitches and then investing in these ministries. But recently decided to change the focus a little bit, a little less on pitches and finances. And now it's really more on innovation and shared learning. Uh, so our venture partners and the financial grants are still there. But then this September, we're kind of tweaking it. We're calling it our our church innovation trade show with over a dozen new ministries every year involved. And they'll be presenting not only on the stage, but also in an extended time at breakout sessions uh, with Q&A and other opportunities to share. And the reason we're doing this is because we believe that if we can invest in these ministries and platform them and resource them, it will help disseminate innovation into the broader church. And there's so many stories I could share. <laughs> I mean, we could take hours to share the story. So let me, instead of that, just direct you to three really incredible resources where you can get a lot of in-depth information on each of these ministries that have been selected and really learn a lot more about what God is doing uh, around the United States uh, and North America. Um, the first resource I want to direct you to and encourage you to subscribe to as our Future Church podcast. You can go there to get more in-depth on each of the projects. I know a few weeks ago on this particular podcast, uh, you heard uh, a great interview between Hal Mayer and Hugh Halter of Brave Cities. Um, the type of work that's happening there in that suburb of St. Louis or that outlying town is incredible, but that's the type of thing you're going to find at our Future Church podcast. We drop a new episode every month, so check it out at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any other podcasting site uh, where it's available. So that's the first way you can get more info on this. The second place to learn more about innovation is under the Ventures tab at leadnet.org. So the Ventures tab at leadnet.org, you're going to find program books of each of our annual church innovation trade shows. There are um, the gatherings, the ministries that were invited. There's a bio on each of those projects, what God is doing through each. I'd highly encourage you to check that out as well. And then the third place to learn more about what's happening in the area of innovation is under the Innovation Next video series on our YouTube channel. And that's kind of where I want to wrap up our time highlighting what you're going to find there. This is a video series that highlights six different categories of innovation. 
the first area is the category of innovation and digital ministry. So Jeff Reed, founder of the Church Digital, uh, joins the conversation, kind of navigates how innovations working in digital space it is absolutely fascinating <laughs> he's on the cutting edge of a lot of this uh, artificial intelligence augmented reality virtual reality new technologies um, they're coordinating a missions trip to the metaverse and so check out that video you're going to hear, hear a lot of cool things on innovation digitally uh, the second area of innovation is in the realm of microchurches. And so we'll talk to Rob Wagner, who founded the Kansas City Underground, to hear more about why the microchurch is emerging. Uh, obviously, it's been around with us quite a while, since the first century. But we are seeing a resurgence of that kind of ministry. And so Rob's going to share more on, on that. Uh, another cool episode on the channel is with... Um, Dr. Jay Moon, we talk about innovation in the area of finances and different financial models of ministry. Uh, really, really fascinating as we see innovative churches that are trying to figure out how do we fund ministry in the 21st century. Um, really great episode there. Also, Jason Shepard, founding pastor at the Church Project, will be on an episode. He talks about innovation and church structure and facilities really fascinating what's happening um, around the topic of ecclesiology and practical ministry, house churches, gatherings, this kind of incredible um, merger of what they're doing there between large gatherings and house churches. We'll talk in another episode with um, the founder of Generation Distinct as she talks about next generation leaders, what's going on with Gen A, Gen Z, uh, even some of the younger millennials and man such cool stuff happening uh in different pockets around the country and then finally an episode on denominations and networks and innovation you know what is happening in the realm of typical denominations and we see kind of the news with some of the the decline in in denominational affiliation but in this episode, we learn about innovation that's happening denominationally and how networks are tying in with that. And so that's just another fantastic opportunity. And so I would encourage you, check those resources out on innovation, both the, the uh, podcast, Future Church Podcast, the Ventures channel on the website, and definitely this YouTube Innovation Next video series. I think it'll give you a lot of great resources uh, to do. And, and so I'll just close by saying this, you know, innovation is necessary for the future church. Um, first, we need to innovate to steward what God is already doing. But secondly, we need to innovate to help uh, solve some of the problems and what's not working. And so uh, really would encourage you to, to view those three resources to learn a lot more. And uh, with over 50 projects that have been a part of our uh, Church Innovation Trade Show, I didn't think we could feature them all. So check those tabs to learn a bit more. Uh, you're going to find an entire library of projects there. It'll probably spark something new inside of you and in your ministry. Uh, but just know that we are praying for you. And I'm praying that God would spark something new inside of your heart. Uh, inside of your church or inside of your ministry this next year. Uh, thanks so much for listening. God bless.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Network podcast and joining the conversation for what is next for the church and its leaders. We look forward to connecting with you as we bring our questions, contribute our wisdom, and pursue what is next. Visit leadnet.org for more resources, information about leader cohorts, and more. That is leadnet.org.